Every story needs a hero, and every story needs a villain. Welcome to episode 11. I was trying to go for the movie guy voice, but it didn't really work there. Thanks for hitting play. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for hitting follow on Stitcher and Apple and Google and Spotify and BuzzFeed or Buzzsprout or whatever it's called. Hero and the Villain, episode 11. I am Drew. We are doing this. Well, I say we. I'm talking, but of course I have my hero and villain sides with me. So when I say we, it's not some split personality necessarily. It might be. I'm not a big believer in horoscopes. I am a Gemini though. So Geminis are born communicators. So doing this makes sense. So I was trying to figure out where to go next after the last episode because I really, really liked talking about... Uh, the combination of shame, episode five, bridging it over into sexual repression, because I'll be honest with you, if you gave me three topics to talk about all day long, and one of them was sex, I don't really care what the other two are at that point. (laughs) I could talk about that topic from any angle, probably all day long. It's just fascinating to me. I was talking with my friend Billy from Canada, which I miss Canada more than I can explain, but we were talking a little bit about the last episode and how I could bridge out and do several episodes on how sex is intertwined into your villain self and hero self. I'd love to at some point, who knows what this podcast will become by episode 34, But right now we're on episode 11, and I wanted to touch on an emotion that I think is very strong in a lot of people, and I think that it is something we all experience, and it is something that can feed that villain of ours mighty well. So I'll give you a quote, and you can probably figure out what the episode's going to be about. Beware of jealousy, for it destroys good deeds the way fire destroys wood. We're talking about jealousy today. Now, jealousy is, like I said, something we all experience. We all have experienced, whether young, now, somewhere in our teens, our early adult life. It's one of those emotions that, on the surface, we know what it is, and there's reasons for it underneath, like everything. So before I dive into it, I want to kind of make something clear. When we talk about jealousy, envy and jealousy are different in a lot of ways. And I will make sure that I kind of cover that a little bit, but we'll just set that right now. Envy is where someone has something that you lack. Okay. Jealousy is the reaction of fear of someone taking that which you perceive as yours. 
So there is a clear distinction between the two. And to bring that down a little bit, again, envy. Look at it as things we wish we could cultivate. That's a more positive twist. Jealousy is what we are afraid of losing. Areas of our life we try to control, but we cannot. Or things and people we're trying to possess. Three reasons why people get jealous. Insecurity, obsessive thinking, and paranoid personalities. But realistically, like any other emotion that we have that is intense and and brewing and festering, it's either masking or shielding deep-rooted issues of possessiveness or shame. It's funny how shame seems to be at the root of a lot of those darker shadow things that are within us. And jealousy isn't necessarily the true issue, though on the surface we think it is. Self-critical thoughts are tied into the sense of shame that make jealousy so intense. Any emotion that we have, any emotion that we feel to a high degree, there's always some root of it. It's not just as simple as I am angry or I am jealous. There's reasons for it. There's reasons why you have or do things inside of you and you can't explain why. That's your shadow, right? So the whole idea is we figure out what is this? What's underneath this? Let's get to the root. I'm a root cause analysis kind of guy like that. When it comes to jealousy in relationships, the kind that ruins relationships, and we'll call it toxic jealousy, you have to look at love patterns from your childhood that stage comebacks in your adult life. Early life issues like neglect, dismissal, rejection, invalidation, favoritism of siblings leads to contributing to your shadow, asking you to find similar issues in a partner. Now remember, a lot of the times, if you are picking toxic people over and over again in your life, you're doing it unaware that the darker parts of yourself are asking to be attended to, all right? And if you are continually jealous of people that you date, not trusting, things of that nature, it's not them. Remember, patterns are there to teach us something. So that's where you have to go, I keep doing this. It's not the person I keep selecting. I keep bringing these people towards me because there's something inside me that I have not dealt with. And toxic jealousy is the inner shadow self or your shadow child throwing a tantrum as an adult. How this stems from where we learn to love as a child, you're likely to attract unreliable or unpredictable people. And toxic love generally ensues when patterns from the past unexamined are triggered in adult relationships. And toxic relationships generally appear as love at first sight or the one, which Mr. John Kim, the angry therapist, the co-head of Journey, has stated many times, and we have learned this from him, that there is no such thing as the one. We need to get rid of that mindset. There's just the one that's there now, the one that's in front of you. 
If you're constantly thinking that you found the one in every single relationship you're in, that's toxic. Once that wears off, you're left without your needs being met, which we covered in the 10th episode. A healthy love allows for space for both people to discuss and work to obtain those needs. Remember what we talked about in the sex episode, being able to share those wants and needs in a safe, comfortable place where you're able to express your desires and work on cultivating them and making them happen. An unhealthy love leaves no safe space. Constantly feeding dysfunctions. No healthy intimacy. The connection is poor and there's no trust. So out of that, in these toxic relationships where jealousy is running the show, or I should say ruining the show, triggers old childhood wounds. And those people that are feeling that and cultivating that, they are constantly in their own negative headspace. They blame the person for their needs not being met. Jealousy takes over everything when the foundation of your issues are not being looked at. So there's a way to check your jealousy spiral, which was something I looked at upon reading up and studying this subject. You have to look at your attachment history. How were you loved as a kid? Were your childhood needs from your parents met? Were they not met? Like I said earlier, were you neglected? Did you feel like there was a favorite sibling that your parents loved more than you? Were you easily dismissed? Things of that nature. The second question you have to ask, what types are you drawn to in your adult life? And this is where you get to take off your rose-colored glasses. Who are you dating that you and your shadow keep selecting over and over again? What wound did you find from number one, how you were loved as a kid? What choice do you keep making that I asked in the second question? Number two feeds number one. You might want to hit pause, rewind, and try that again. So I'm going to say it again here in case you're not able to do that if you're listening while driving. How were you loved as a kid? As in, were your needs met or not met by the love of your parents? What types do you keep attracting as an adult? What wound did you find when you answered that first question? Who do you keep attracting in number two? Number two feeds number one. Got that? So in pertaining towards jealousy, via your shadow, you can tell that your shadow is being fed when anytime your partner, the person you're with, gives attention to somebody else, whether it be plutonic, business, just friends, things of that nature. And at its roots, the jealousy springs and grows and kind of takes over. But it's all rooted in comparison based on the insecurities of yourself. 
And jealousy also leads to that shame shut down. AKA, once a form of shame is felt, we shut it down to avoid looking at it. And then that leads to anxiety and frustration. When we judge our emotions, we get attached to them. We become blind and stop learning about them. And emotions are there to teach us how to deal with life in general. Avoidance of them feeds your villain. So, FYFF, feel your fucking feelings. We have said that many times. And as I stated earlier, jealousy basically is the surface emotion, and there's a lot underneath. It's tied into shame in one form or another. So, as far as jealousy is concerned, you have to ask yourself, do you believe that you're entitled to all of the person's attention that you're with 100% of the time? What are you feeling like when you're missing out on time with them? Do you feel afraid? Do you feel rejected? You got to ask yourself, what are you looking for in this person that you can't cultivate in yourself? Might make you think a little bit. Having a sense of possession in somebody leads to fear of abandonment. And then we, in turn, rely on the dysfunctional relationship for our own self-esteem. If the relationship is dysfunctional, so is your self-esteem. If the relationship ends, you're left with no self-esteem because you based it all on the relationship. So envy compared to jealousy can actually be good for us. Think of it in terms like this. If it stems from your ego or an unexpressed part of our unconsciousness, envy either is ego feeding, which is bad, or it's an untapped passion within ourselves that we have that we want to work on obtaining something. So it's not all bad, envy. Envy can lead to bringing something into your life. You just have to have a more of a positive mindset when you look at it. It's kind of like the difference between shame and guilt, which uh, John Kim has covered before. Guilt can actually drive you to apologize, to want to be better. Shame is the lowest of the low. So you have to ask yourself if you're in a situation where you might be jealous of somebody, first identify, do I envy them or am I jealous of them? If you envy them, then there's a good chance you can turn it into a positive somehow. If it's jealousy of all the things that I talked about, then you have to dive into the acceptance of it, be honest with all of its layers, and work to separate that which is feeding it and develop emotional independence from it. But like anything, you have to get to the layers. Those questions I asked earlier on, I'm going to leave you with that before we call it a good episode. Going to be a little bit more quick this time. The last episode was 33 minutes. Again, jealousy. You have to ask yourself if you are jealous of somebody, if you're having jealousy about a partner, do you believe you're entitled to all of this person's attention 100% of the time? What are you feeling like when you're missing out on time with them? Rejection? Are you afraid? But the biggest question. What are you looking for in this person that you can't cultivate on your own? If you're able to answer those, you'll get to the root of why you feel jealousy and the layers underneath it, 
that feed the villain self. Really quickly, after the last episode, I received a lot of direct messages from people thanking me for sharing and being vulnerable, which I love doing that. I would sit down and have coffee with any of you listening right now and probably spill 75% of things that you don't know about me. It's just the way that I am. But for some of you to hit me up and share your stories about sexual repression, shame, things of that nature, thank you so much for trusting in me with that. It's pretty awesome. And hopefully we can talk again real soon. And finally, if anybody from my new Journey family is listening, I am so excited to get to know you better. And hopefully you learn a little bit about me by listening to this podcast. And if you have one, I'll listen to yours. Here on The Villain, episode 11 in the books. Thank you for listening. We will talk soon, or I will talk soon, and you shall listen. <laughs>